0: Just got your asses whipped by a bunch of
1: goddamn nerds.
0: Hey sports fans, welcome to Sports Nerds, presented by Lost Highway Brewing Company. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J and Dr. Brian Schrader. Hey listeners, today it is just me Dr. GA here. I am without my partner in crime, Dr. Brian Schrader, who is off this week. But knowing full well that I am not bright or eloquent enough to run this thing by myself, I am joined today by Drew Rich, who is the founder, co-founder of Tailgate Tourist. And he's going to be discussing with me some of the journeys that he has had with his good, good buddy Ben, uh, traveling the United States and attending various tailgate parties. Interesting concept. He'll explain more about it once we get into the interview, and we'll do that just momentarily. But first, I wanted to say congratulations to Rob Rutt, who won our Open Championship pool. We'll be doing a PGA Championship pool coming up here in about 10 days, so make sure that you stay tuned for that. That also makes two out of the three major championship pools that we've run. One by members of the Rutt family from Clifton, Iowa. So congrats to Rob Rutt. So we have another thing, thank you gift, if you will. If you could rate us on Apple Podcasts or Find our YouTube page. You go to YouTube, just search Sports Nerds, and you'll scroll down the results, and you're going to see our logo at some point. If you can click on there, and you can subscribe to our channel. And then send us proof, ideally through a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that you did one of those two things, that you either left us an Apple podcast review, or you subscribe to our YouTube channel, we will send a shiny Sports Nerds button your way. Ordered those last week. They should be arriving soon. They look pretty sweet. So, again, if you could do that for us, it would be much appreciated. We'll share our gratitude with you in the form of one of those sweet buttons. Of course, you can find us on Instagram, at sports.nerds, Twitter, at underscore sportsnerds, and on Facebook, fb.me sportsnerds. And of course, you can email us, We are sportsnerds at gmail.com. But without further ado, I now bring you my interview with Drew Rich of Tailgate's Tourist, and he can tell you about his experience, and we're going to talk about fandom, fan culture, fan identity, and all those fun things. Okay, Hope you enjoy. So today, uh, I am Sands Brian Schrader, the other sports nerd, and but I'm here with Drew Rich, who's Sands... The other tailgate, uh, uh, excuse me, tailgate tourist. Yeah, who's who's here today to talk about? I guess we're just going to discuss kind of what it is we do and see where the conversation goes. Perfect. Sounds good. So, Drew, um, tailgate tourist, tell us a little bit about what that is. How you guys got started? Yeah, wherever you want to go.
1: Sure. Uh, my friend Ben Fleur and I um, have started kind of just. We've been traveling to sports for quite a while. Um, just recently, we started putting it on social media under the name tailgate Tourist, Um, and basically we travel, uh, the country to different places, um, in with the sole purpose of just seeing their tailgates. Uh, we haven't gone into any games. Um, we just go, uh, kind of try to immerse ourselves in that area's culture, uh, see how that culture is portrayed through tailgating. Um, whether that's the food they're cooking, the games they're playing, um, the drinks and the way they consume those drinks, uh, all that type of stuff. We just want to see, you know, the differences and kind of document how it's different in the South uh, to the the Midwest. Um, We haven't really gotten too far out West um, or East. So we've been South and Midwest right now, but we definitely have uh, goals to see the rest of the country for sure. So was this just
0: something you guys started on a whim, you know, on a drunken college night and you decided to go do it or uh, uh it was
1: Yeah, there were probably uh some college nights that we discussed it, but it really came to a head afterwards. Uh we did do some traveling in college. Both Ben and I went to KU, uh where football is all but non existent. Yeah, for um, sure. We before we got to KU, they were actually really good, won the Orange Bowl. But then during our time, they were awful. So the tailgating, I think, ramps up when the football team isn't bad. Um, I think it actually probably is inverse, where people focus more on the tailgating when they're not focused on the game. Um, okay. Not to say good football teams have bad tailgating, but at least at KU, the tailgating was the main event. Um, and from there. Uh, we just wanted to see where other places, you know, what it was like. We grew up when the Royals were really bad and they have returned to that place, but the tickets were $7. So we would pack our, um, cars up and tailgate as a form of entertainment when we were young. Um, and that's just kind of continued. And I don't think it, I didn't think it was unique to Kansas city, but I did think Kansas city had a unique way of doing it. So now we're just kind of on that mission to see the other places.
0: So do do uh, do Ku fans tailgate for basketball games?
1: No, not so much. And um, I think you know I I might get feedback on if I'm correct or not. But I would say there's a mul- multiple reasons of being through the winter. Um, the because Ku is a big draw. Most of their a lot of their games are on like Big Monday on ESPN on ESPN. Okay. So that didn't lend itself too well to tailgating but I think also that they take it more seriously they take the games more seriously uh than football so I think winter um weekday games and just kind of the level of respect (laughs) respect is a weird word but they respect the game a little more um as far as the KU basketball goes that makes that makes a lot of sense um
0: I would assume I don't know about this you have to answer yes or no that Kansas City would kind of have a unique situation because Arrowhead and Kauffman are so close does it make I mean, have you ever been to a tailgate where both games are going on or you know in preparation for both games
1: so I remember I was not there but I do remember there was one time when the Royals and Chiefs played a game the same day and I've seen pictures of so it's on this like Asphalt Island uh, that it's called the Truman sports complex where the Royals and the chiefs are. And so there are pictures of that day where it's just a sea of cars. Um, But I was not there, Um, but we've tailgated both places multiple times. I can't even tell you how many times we've been in that parking lot tailgating, but I think it is unique because the, neither of the stadiums are really close to downtown. So you kind of are forced to provide your own, you know, people, it looks like people bring their living rooms out and just kind of spread, um, because there is all that space and nothing else. You can't walk to a bar, uh, really. I think the closest thing is like a Denny's and you have to walk across I-70 to get to that Denny's. So that's, you know, that's not an option. So I think that is unique. Um, and also just the barbecue history of Kansas City, uh, which is probably over-talked about, but that, those two things are definitely reasons for. that culture being pretty heavy. That makes total sense to
0: me. So are you are you I mean right now you you got a blog is the blog still going? You had a blog for a while, right? Or is now is it all just social?
1: I think we've mainly been social. If um you know, we but that's something we're going forward we'd like to tell the stories that we've we've encountered in as many different ways as possible. But um yeah, right now it's really just building that community through social. I think we chose to go heavy on Instagram because we thought um, some of the things we saw would relate well to the visual aspect of Instagram. But we also wanted to see like, okay, who else is interested in this? Who else might not want to speak on X's and O's, but more what's going on outside the stadium? Um, And so that's what we're doing on social, just trying to find other people and find people that we can go see during tailgates. We've met a lot of cool tailgaters Uh, in Arkansas. We, we kind of reached out and met several people. So that's kind of been what's evolved through this is when we go to places, we're not just flying blind as much. Um, We can meet someone on Instagram or on social media, and then they can kind of show us the ropes of tailgating in that.
0: That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. So. So, I mean, I've, you, your Facebook page is pretty impressive. I love the uh, the video you guys have there at the, as your profile image. It's very okay. impressive. yeah. Um, thank you. But okay, so I guess let's break down kind of some of the things that you've seen. What is yeah. the? I mean, do you notice a, a clear difference between college football and and uh, professional football
1: to begin with? I do. Um, as a Kansas City fan, I think Kansas City tailgating for their the Chiefs is as close to maybe a college tailgating atmosphere um, that we've, that we've seen in the pros Um, again, for the reasons I've mentioned before. Um, But yeah, there is a pretty big difference. I'd say of a lot of NFL stadiums are downtown. So that either limits or takes away some of that tailgating for us, but we've mainly done college just because it is so kind of over the top of, I think people at least on a general sense, have that identity that comes with college athletics where they definitely do for the NFL, but it might just be shown in a different way. So I think when we're tailgating in a college setting, I think it's it's hard to put my finger on it because the passion is there equally, um, but it's like college is just another level of tailgating, I think, um, in a different sense because the kids really are there uh, tailgating. You have the alumni tailgating a totally different way. Um, so that kind of back and forth um, is fun to see where in the NFL, it's kind of, you all come set your stuff up and prepare. So it's different. I don't, I don't know what I would say I prefer. I'm getting on the older edge of, or further away from my college years. So I definitely can maybe relate, starting to relate more to the preparation of an nfl tailgate where i'd say college tailgates sometimes are let's buy a keg and see what happens <laughs> where yeah. uh now our tailgates are you know the ones we actually do and put on our you know the food's improved the beer's improved it's it's there's a planning that goes around so i don't think either one's better though So an unplanned tailgate that's awesome
0: well well there seems to be uh you know and correct me if i'm wrong um you know with 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 college football in particular, and I'm thinking, I went to the University of Iowa and I lived a couple blocks from Kinnick Stadium, but but you have the housing, right? You have the, the, the homes around there that are often filled with, you know, a dozen college kids that live there plus all of their friends. So there's definitely that aspect of it. Do you notice that when you go to the SEC or you go to the Big Ten schools as having those, the actual physical spaces
1: just being different than the concrete jungle that you talked about at Arrowhead? Right. Well, that was something, since you brought up Iowa, when we went to Iowa, that was something that stood out to me is how much Kinnick feels like it's in a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So we're, um, and I I think there are other places similar to that, but when we, and we had a blast um, in Iowa City, when we got there, it was the backyard parties were overflowing and you can see the stadium from some of those houses. Um, so that scene was really cool of just seeing how alumni had their spot. I think there was this like parking garage where people tailgated a lot and it was like multi-level tailgating. Um, and then you just cross the street and you're in this like student housing where, where it looks like they're bars, but it's just somebody's house and people are filled to the fence uh, uh, so that was that was a good trip to see that but i think to your point yeah unless you're at green bay where it's also kind of in a neighborhood um and i, I have we haven't been to green bay or buffalo yet but i think those two nfl stadiums probably relate a lot to college tailgates as well but um yeah i think it just changes the atmosphere of when it's a house party slash tailgate, it's totally different than when you have to shove your house in the back of your car and drive it to a game. Yeah, but, that's a good good point. Yeah.
0: Do you uh, have like have you noticed? I guess are there examples of games where you've been where the two teams and thus their fans are you know all there to kind of party together versus the situations where the fans hate each other the teams hate each other and again i'm thinking of you know iowa wisconsin games were always just one big party there wasn't a lot of you know fighting or yelling back and forth but when michigan came to town it was a completely different story and i mean beers were being thrown at people and it got it got a little scary you know
1: yeah yeah that's another thing where i'd say um we definitely have gotten to the point where that seems silly to us. Where uh, if we're at a hostile fans, but in college it seemed right. Uh, especially they don't play anymore. But when Ku played Missouri, oh, it was like they they should have beer thrown on them, or you know yeah. that that should be the case. But we're discovering now it's way more fun when uh, we see that in the MLS a lot. Where uh, I think it's maybe because MLS fans have that. Same goal of growing the sport, maybe that Mm -hmm. they want to foster that you traveled, come tailgate with us, then when kickoff starts, you know, we'll be sat across the stadium from each other. But for now, you know, we see a lot of tailgating between with fans in the MLS. So, Not always. So it's
0: almost like, a, a I guess, a, a, an interest, a devotion, a devotion to the sport itself as opposed to one's particular identity being wrapped up in a team. Like, So you're saying you kind of see that?
1: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of both. I think definitely there's still that identity of team and proud of your local team for sure. But I do think we've seen differences of big groups of fans, A, traveling. And be being a part of the local team's tailgate, um, and a lot of times, especially in Kansas City, they'll there'll even be bars the night before the game where both fans are, are at the bar, um, just kind of ha- hanging out. And and we have seen that, and I it comes to mind with Ole Miss. They were playing Georgia when we were there. Um, And you kind of hear that SEC, you know, football being a religion and blah, blah, blah. And even when you drive through like Memphis and the Mississippi part, it's not just one SEC school. You just see SEC flags on every house. But Georgia and Mississippi fans were, you know, tailgating together with no issues. I think that might have a history of Ole Miss being maybe a toothless football team. Historically in the SEC, that might have had something to do with it, but we didn't see any hostility, uh, uh, any hostility there. So I'm trying to think if we've ran into any hostile fans being close together. Um, it was an isolated incident. I don't want to paint all Houston Dynamo fans like that, but I did travel to a Houston game, and after losing, sporting Kansas City fans had to get a police escort out of the stadium. So that was that was one that was risky, but... That was just on my own. That wasn't a tailgate tourist-sanctioned <laughs> trip or whatever.
0: That's, that's, so, got a little dicey there, huh? That's interesting. So, do you did you notice a difference going from you know a school in the Midwest uh, to a school in the SEC? Like, it, was it was it a stark contrast when you started going to those different conferences? Could you tell?
1: Definitely, for my personal experience at KU, there's real stark differences just to go to a football school. I would say there's less differences that I can pick up from like going to an Iowa where there's that rich football tradition to an SEC. Um, We've gone Ole Miss and South Carolina and Arkansas. I'm looking at my list. We went, I'll start out West. We went to a neutral site tailgate for the Fiesta bowl. That was Ohio state Clemson. That was Neutral sites are still fun. I was a little weary, but that was still fun. Um, The college town I fell in love with quickest was when we went to Boulder. I hadn't spent time in Boulder, Colorado, and we went to uh, their homecoming week. So that was awesome. Uh, Then close to home, we did... When when was that? When did you go to Boulder? uh, It was not not the most recent homecoming, but the year before that. So the year that they were good then? They were, yeah. And they played... Arizona State, if I'm not mistaken, um, we did not go to the game, true to form. Uh, we just tailgated and enjoyed Boulder. Um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun, and that to see that fan base excited about football when they used to be in the Big Twelve, so we knew a little bit about um, about that fan base. But seeing them excited and that was awesome too. Their fans were really really cool. Um, then we went to K State. That's a that was one where we had to put our bias aside as, as two people that went to KU. But Manhattan, Kansas, for being out in what I would say the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I mean, Topeka is your closest yeah,
1: right, with yeah. respect. Manhattan, Kansas. But I mean, that's a totally different type of tailgating. They park, you know, back their trucks and they mostly are trucks. Just, you know, beds facing each other and fill this field. Um and it was it was awesome. I mean, there's no lacking of space when you're tailgating at k state, and they make the most of it um have some awesome food and games uh we've been to Nebraska, we went to the College World Series this year and didn't get rained on, which i I think is crazy for us, and they should yeah. invite us back because there was no rain that day um and then our home tailgates sporting in Kansas City uh Chiefs and Royals growing up. Have been going to those, not so much sporting, uh, but when they were the Wizards, we went to a couple games. Uh, Got to go to a Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving game. That was an experience, and the tailgating food was, you know, reflected the holiday, which was pretty cool. Uh, That was an experience. TCU, um, Arkansas, Iowa, Ole Miss, South Carolina, and then we, when on our Iowa trip, we jutted over to see the Cubs um, win the National League. It was game five, same day of the Iowa football. So we just watched the tailgating in Iowa, drove the three hours over to Wrigley. And then so that was a twofer, but that was good too. Okay,
0: wow, man, that's impressive. So I guess I, you know, I I, I experienced my first Major League Baseball tailgating a couple weeks ago up in Milwaukee. And um, is it... Have you have you ever been to a I guess a Royals game in particular where that kind of atmosphere even mimics what you've seen, whether in college football or the NFL or even it sounds like sporting KC? Or is it more of a laid back crowd?
1: I would say it's laid back. Um, probably. So we've I've tailgated Royals games since right when like right when we got our license. That was the the fun thing to do is like the tickets a lot of times you could get them for free because they were so bad. So we would just drive up there, but, uh, we've seen it in that realm. And then we've seen it in 2014, 2015, when they were, you know, in the going to the world series, both those years throughout the playoffs where it turned into something as intense as a chief's tailgate, uh, to maybe, you know, feeling that way about baseball was the first time for me, um, to see a playoff baseball team. And I think that dives deeper into how baseball culture can maybe affect the city a little more than football culture, which is something I find interesting because, but that's a whole different conversation, but it just feels on the whole people are less intense probably because of the number of games, the weekday games and stuff like that. Um, You only get what, maybe eight, eight opportunities to tailgate for an NFL game, NFL team where you could tailgate as many times as you'd probably want for for baseball games so no
0: that makes total sense for sure yeah
1: yeah for that way I think there's less but I think it's the same you know if you look at it from the whole maybe but if you're into your single you know small tailgates I think the intensity remains the same probably
0: so what have you learned I guess um I I don't necessarily what have you learned, but how has your view of fans and fandom changed since you two started doing this whole thing?
1: Well, I think another reason maybe to go back of why we've done this and why this is fun and why we'll do it. I, you know, we plan to do it for as long as we can keep traveling, you know, life will obviously get in the way sometimes, but we're going to keep going to tailgates as long as we can. But I think we, as we grew older, it was, it kind of got, for us personally, maybe less of the fanatical fans. And I kind of stood back and was like, okay, well, am I in love with the team or am I in love with the atmosphere that surrounds this team? And so I think we've learned a lot of, there are definitely people who are still as much into the team as that kind of childhood. Um, You know, I remember watching Joe Montana play for the chiefs and it was the best, like, when they, I was personally offended when they lost, um, where that doesn't happen as much anymore, and there's probably calluses uh, from Chiefs loss that just build up, so then you become numb, but I think that's what I've learned, is people are as in love with the atmosphere the team provides as they are to the team itself, and and that's kind of the, my favorite type of fan to be around, because then you're, you know, you can ha- hold a conversation with an opposing fan who feels that way, where if you can't with a lot of fans that are maybe, if my team's losing, I'm I'm going to make it miserable for everyone.
0: Well, no, I mean, I think you kind of,
1: you're spot on there. Like
0: what you desire from that experience changes the older you get. And I think we realized that my wife and I here, once we had kids, we used to go downtown to a sports column, which is, there's only two in the country, one's in Iowa City, one's here in Denver, and it's the Iowa Bar. And I mean, here it smells the same way it does in Iowa City. It smells like piss and stale beer. And once we had kids, it's like you know, I want to be part of the community. We wanted to, but we had to find a different place. And luckily there's like a family friendly bar called Esther's here in town, but just as many diehard fans, but it's, it's about being there. It's about being a community and having that sense, almost like that same feeling you had in college, but maybe a little bit more mature version of it. And I can totally understand uh, what you're talking about in terms of uh, evolving as a fan and all these experiences. That's a really good way to to put it.
1: Yeah. And I don't think we haven't found that you start caring less. It's just, you're expressing that in a different way. I I would say another thing we found was how important the way you're cooking your food, it just creates a totally different tailgate. So for us personally, growing up with that huge space in Arrowhead, it surrounds um, grills. Uh, I mean, everybody has a hot grill in Kansas city. That's, That's not unique. But when we went to Oxford, Mississippi, with how tightly packed in the grove is, with those beautiful trees that create the canopy, um, they're in the grove itself, they're not allowed to grill. Um, there are tailgating places near the stadium where you can grill, but the main attraction is definitely the grove where there's not a grill to be seen. Um, so, that apart from being in Oxford, Mississippi, was a culture shock in and of itself. Because when I think tailgating, I think, you know, there's a grill people are kind of surrounding that that grill um, as a source of food where Ole Miss tailgating is so much more of almost a banquet atmosphere. It's, you know, there are catered ta- food that's catered in, brought in, and then there are people where it's mostly crock pots. So it takes it from how I picture tailgating to, you know, stereotypically a man, man in the grill to where at Ole Miss it was almost – just the the females, the women led it led the tailgate, they planned it where you see that everywhere for sure. It was very strong in Ole Miss and I think that was kind of because nobody was grilling. It was all prepared food set out on these tables that are um decorated in ways that looks like it's from a magazine. Um so that
0: So it's like there there was no object, no physical space for the man to really fill is what you're saying.
1: Because it's a total yeah, and I and I'm I don't think I wouldn't say like Ole Miss tailgates are feminine and other tailgates are masculine, but it was definitely interesting to see how the culture of the tailgate is totally shifted when you're not preparing the food right then and there. What did you get your college degree in? Uh, nothing. Okay, (laughs) I I'm interested in this stuff, but if there was a sports anthropology degree, it missed me.
0: No, this is just really good. I mean, your, your uh, vocabulary, it's like to add to this conversation. is very academic. I'm quite impressed.
1: Well, I'm going to send that clip to my mom. Cause she'll be proud about that. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do.
0: Um, well, this is, this is, this is great. Uh, any plans to come back to Denver anytime soon?
1: Oh, I, I mean, yeah, we have friends um, in Denver, so I'll go there as, as often as possible. I think um, with the stuff that's going on in our family this year, I looked at if I could get up to Denver for the Chiefs-Broncos game. I don't think that's going to work this year. But um, we want to see Colorado State. We haven't seen Colorado State. Um, I'd love to see a tailgate at um, Sports Authority Field. That would be nice. (laughs) I know. Whatever. We still call it Mile High, I think. But um, I'd love to see that. So, yeah, we want to get back into Colorado for sure. I think we're going to try and hit Oklahoma schools. We haven't been to Missouri um, to tailgate the University of Missouri. Um, so we have some, we kind of go when we can, where we can. So it's, it's less planned out, um, but we'll be definitely doing some trips this year. Well, if you ever get out of
0: here, make sure that you contact me or contact Brian. We'll uh, set something up. Another option, too. I've heard that the tailgates up in Laramie are pretty awesome for Wyoming football games. Wow.
1: Okay. So yeah. Uh, we we are uh, on social media friends with the Mile High Tailgaters okay. um, that have just been in contact. They have awesome Denver tailgating pictures. Um, and then I really want to go to uh, South Dakota State. Um, they seem to have, like, a really cool – that's Fargo uh okay. right where the yeah in North, and they Dakota. Have North Dakota, a, Dakota state North Dakota state I'm yeah. sorry I don't mean to confuse No the you're coasts, good you're but, good. it's
0: cold in both places so Right right
1: why. and Fargo the fans there we've seen pictures it looks crazy but we just have to find a reason to get up there All right so where can people find you guys where can we uh you know check out where you've been and all that stuff Yeah right now it's mainly tailgate tourist no spaces on Instagram Twitter Uh, we, I'm, you complimented our Facebook page, but we have been horrible about ignoring Facebook. Um, so we need to get back on, onto that and consistent on that, but we're definitely consistent on Instagram. Um, we talk to people on Twitter, uh, for sure, but yeah, that's the point. We just want to build a community of people who might find this type of travel interesting. Uh, a lot of travel on Instagram is like Bora Bora. Um, and so if, if you want to talk more about like for us realistic travel to Norman, Oklahoma, then, then we're definitely, you know, into those conversations. Why
0: would you want to go to Bali when you go to Norman, you know?
1: I, you know, it seems popular, but we're going to, we're going to see what Norman has to offer. That's
0: great. Well, thank you very much, Drew. I appreciate you coming on the show. And um, it's been a blast talking to you. Thank you very much. All right. You take care, buddy. Thank you again for listening to this episode. As always, you can find us on Instagram, at Sports.Nerds, Twitter, at underscore SportsNerds, Nerds, Facebook, fb.me slash SportsNerds. And for those of you who want one of those free buttons, make sure that you get on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube page. Just search Sports Nerds, scroll down the results, and you'll find our logo. Or if you could leave us an Apple Podcast review, we will also send you one of those wonderful buttons. Just need some proof that you would do that. And you could DM that proof after you subscribe or rate us everybody have a fantastic afternoon evening morning whenever you choose to listen to this and we appreciate your ears as always